From the newsroom of Impact Alpha, I'm Monique Aiken. And I'm Brian Walsh. And this is your Impact Briefing for Friday, April 7th. We're co-hosting to share some takeaways from this year's Turner Mint competition, where Brian and I were both judges. And full disclosure, I've been on the steering committee for the Turner Mint. That stands for MBA, Impact Investing, Network, and Training for over a decade now. The tournament is a collaboration between the Bridges Impact Foundation, on whose board I also serve, and the ESG initiative at the Wharton School. We'll chat with the Mint Ajwa Asare about training the next generation of impact investors and this year's winners. But first, here's what you need to know from This Week in Impact Investing. Move over, BlackRock. Vanguard is the new target for climate activists. This week, an environmental coalition began airing a 30-second ad on cable TV, highlighting the $8 trillion asset manager's role in fueling the climate crisis. In December, Vanguard quit the Net Zero Asset Managers Alliance after pushback from some Republican-led states. The spot's target market? Chester County, Pennsylvania, where Vanguard is headquartered and many of its 17,000 employees live. When you save with Vanguard, you're an owner of a catastrophic climate future. If it's bad for the environment, it's bad for your retirement. The demise of Silicon Valley Bank is opening opportunities for business financing alternatives, especially for models that serve business owners of color. Silicon Valley Bank was known for its commitment to black and Latin founders, writes Tracy Fuga of Founders First, which provides non-dilutive revenue-based financing. The fund Apis and Heritage finances employee ownership conversions at businesses with large workforces of color. And New Majority Capital helps more women and people of color become business owners. Earth Day is coming up, and the list this month highlights eight impact funds with new strategies for restoring land and marine ecosystems and building healthy, resilient food systems and communities. In Mexico, Asimetrica Investments buys farmland from retiring farmers, transitions the farms to organic practices, and gives farm workers a cut of the equity. In Brazil, Vox Capital is teaming up with Hajai to acquire degraded farmland and restore soil with regenerative agricultural practices. And now it's time for our featured conversation. Hey, Ajwa, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's great to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and the Mint competition. The Mint is an acronym. It stands for MBA Impact Investing Network and Training, or formerly the, the Turner Mint, but known as the Mint I have been with the program for four years as program manager. So I uh, am the face of the program day to day and uh, get to work with 500 students every year from 45 schools around the globe. It is fantastic. Um, it's part teaching, part training, part networking, coaching, uh, a lot of things all in one. I came to this work um after eight years in affordable housing and learning about impact investing there actually at a, at a conference where we were talking about sort of next steps beyond uh, traditional grant making. And I was introduced to this concept of impact investing that I thought was just fantastic. And so when I went to business school, I made sure that my focus was social impact and impact investing. And when I finished, there was this opportunity available to manage this program called the Mint which I described when I first started working for the company as the best program I never heard of. So uh, I'd say it's, it's the best uh, experiential learning opportunity for students interested in impact investing uh, in the world. And it, it sounds 
wild to say in the world, but because we are a global program, I, I feel strong enough in saying in the world. Now, Ajwa, this is your fourth Mint, but the first time that uh, you were in person for the Mint Finals, what was it like to be in Philadelphia with all the finalists uh, this year? It was incredible. Um, I joined the Mint in 2019, and so we were making plans for in-person, and a few months before the event had to pivot to fully virtual. Uh, And those years were wonderful, and we learned a lot. We were able to sort of bring some things forward. But I'd heard a lot about, you know, there's this energy in the room, this energy uh, and being there with about 200 students from around the world. I felt that energy. The students are competitive. They've been working for six months. They're hungry to learn. They're eager to present their investment opportunity. Um, And then I think also something that goes unsaid often are the judges who are present. We had 40 judges participate in this year's program. 21 of them were with us in person and others supported uh, virtually. And so just being able to meet with the judges and sort of have our, you know, impact investing community there, it was, it was, it was incredible. I have to say, I'm, I'm still sort of reflecting on all of the people that we met. Some folks were meeting each other for the first time. Others were seeing old familiar faces, uh, but all in all, it was very exciting. Um, and the students, I think, were, were just thrilled. I've been getting notes uh, every day since of just how much they enjoyed being there. So Brian and I have both been judges for a while. This is my third year and first year in person. And I know Brian precedes me by many more years. Um, so, you know, I've seen students come through the program. Many have gone on to do interesting things all around the field. So tell us a little bit about the uh, intentional role that the Mint plays in developing the next generation of impact investors. Yeah, I love that question. And that sort of hits at the heart of what the Mint is about. Uh, We go through experiential learning because these are the folks that we hope will enter the talent pipeline and become the next impact investors. And we hope that, you know, the little bit that we can do at Mint will make for better impact investors or better impact professionals if they decide not to work at at impact firms. Uh, We did a survey a couple of years ago during our 10th year to sort of track where our alumni were and where they were working. And I'd say about a third of them actually do go on to impact investing careers, which is pretty impressive considering sort of the um, sort of small amount of opportunities there are. You know, a fund usually has a limited amount of positions. And so the fact that our students are, are dedicated and persistent to get those jobs is incredible. The other area where you can sort of see the sort of growth and progression of our students is that many of them come back to serve as mentors or judges once they've had two or three years of professional experience and impact investing under their belt. This year, 48% of our judges were alums. And so they're coming from you know, three years out, five years out. Many of them were part of the inaugural Mint cohort at their alma mater, and they're now directors or principals or partners at incredible impact firms, they're bringing that experience into the room as judges, as coaches, as mentors. And so there's this wonderful circle and cycle that's happening. And I wish there were a way for every sort of Mint alum to raise their hands so that everyone sitting at a, at a firm could sort of look around and say, oh, there's a Mint alum here. There's a Mint alum. I, I, if I had to guess, you know, I, I think one out of five uh, firms probably have a Mint alum who's there now or who has been at, at their firm. Now, the first Mint was in 2011, and I believe we had two teams from two different schools there. Can you tell us uh, some of the numbers in, in that time? How, how many students total have participated in the Mint? How many, and how uh, much have we grown from those initial tools, two schools back in 2011? 
Yeah, it started with two two schools, and since then uh, has just I, I think every year we've seen an addition of sort of new and different programs. We went from two to five to eight to fifteen, then up to forty five during the pandemic. The pandemic was actually our most um, robust year. That was the year we saw the most students participating and the most schools and most programming. Uh, schools were looking for ways to engage their students. And the Mint program was always a virtual program. And so our online content, curriculum, training, networking, all of that was already online. And so we saw this huge uptick in, in programs in schools who connected with, with the Mint. Uh, this year, we had 42 schools sort of start the year and about 35 really stay engaged over the course of the entire year. We had um, close to 500 students. I, I can... Um, find our actual number. We had uh, 462 students enrolled this year. Students work in teams, so anywhere from two to six students working together. So we had 113 teams from 42 schools uh, this year in particular, which again, with sort of the way things are shaping up in the economy with, you know, enrollment being what it is at at graduate schools, um, you know, we're really, really proud of that number. And the fact that students and programs still continue to sign up for the Mint to be a part of, of what we're doing. So I know that folks from my alma mater participated NYU, and um, I was excited to also judge of NYU Impact Investment Fund's um, competition just the same week. I had a busy week of judging. Everyone's a winner, but who were this year's actual finalists in the Mint? Yes, drum roll. So something unique to Mint that we started three years ago was that we have an anonymity process. So teams are referred to as numbers during the competition. And that helps our judges not bring implicit bias or you know any allegiance connected to their alma mater, any feelings. And so the students come into the room and they say, hi, we're, you know, they say their names, we're from team, you know, four, and then they jump right into their presentations. And so um, I love that I know who the teams are and no one else does. But our finalists this year, we had seven teams present in the finals. They were from INSEAD, HEC Paris, Oxford Said Business School, University of Cambridge Judge Business School, Vanderbilt University, London School of Economics, and Hebrew University of Jerusalem. So those were our seven finalists this year. So out of 42 schools, uh, we got to seven finalists, and all those finalists were uh, from outside the U.S., uh, schools from outside the U.S., except for one, right? Except for one, yeah. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you make of that? I think it speaks to the content of our training. I think it really, really does, um, particularly because our, our content, although we do have aspects of it that are international and, and cross-sector, and a lot of our content was created by U.S.-based practitioners and academics. And so the fact that international students are still hungry for the content, they're learning from what we're teaching, and I think taking that back to their ecosystem and also sharing some of what they're doing um, with our students and sort of peer networks. And so I think there's something something to be said there around the value of this program, the way that we've set it up, the peer-to-peer networking. Um, there are other you know, experiential learning programs, I think, starting to come up. There are, you know, other impact or other training programs, but the Mint is still the only program that combines all of these things at 
sort of a priority level where it's important to us every step of the way. And so when we get on these training calls, we ask students to identify themselves. So the students from Chinese University of Hong Kong are on our 12 p.m. call. And so we say good afternoon and good morning because they're up at midnight. Uh, we have students who are joining in Singapore. They're up at 2 a.m. Uh, we have you know, students who are joining at 7 p.m. Israel. So it's, it's incredible to sort of um, be on these calls, students from all over the place and meeting. And I think also what's important, too, is that we think about the schools based on where their home base is. Like, you know, INSEAD has campuses in Paris and Singapore, but their students are coming from all over the world. Uh, we saw that um, this year with a team from Oxford, right? They're based in Oxford, but they have team members who are from Nigeria. They have team members who are from Colombia. And so it really is an international focus. And I think a reminder that impact investing is global. Uh, it may be called different things in different areas, but um, when you think about sort of Israel's known for its entrepreneurship, they've found a way to sort of grasp what we're teaching in impact investing and bring that into the entrepreneurial ecosystem there. And so each each area is sort of taking a little bit and making it uh, sort of meld into uh, their local ecosystem. Now, the tournament, as you said, is an experiential education program, but there is an investment at the end of the day in uh, the winning companies as sourced by these student teams. And so these uh, companies receive uh, what's called the, the Molis Prize. So that's uh, in, in honor of Ron Molis and the Molis Family Foundation, which provides the investment capital uh, to these winning companies. Can you tell us a little bit about the portfolio of the Mint uh, winning companies over the years? Yeah, we have 21 companies in our portfolio. So over 12 years of students essentially being our, our deal team and negotiating deals, I think we're, we're doing pretty well. Um, 21 companies, three have been acquired, including you know, one by Apple, one of our early stage um, education companies. We've invested just under $900,000 and the current net asset value of the portfolio is 1.32. So all things considered, we're doing well. The Mint is a, a passive investor because this is an educational program first and foremost. Uh, we want our students to lead the way. We want to support deals that they are bringing to our investment committee, which is made up of sort of a rotating group of judges year in and year out. And so I think all those things considered, uh, the fact that we have a portfolio that's above one um, says a lot to sort of the institution of impact investing and says a lot about the quality of the diligence that the students are are doing. Uh, and so, and. 21 companies in the portfolio, not too bad for um, a student-led <laughs> impact investing fund that rotates students from 45 schools every single year. So you mentioned diligence, and I, I know that part of the competition, the best diligence also is a winner, never mind the finalist who actually gets the, the highest investment. So could you tell us a little about why diligence wins and who was the actual finalist company? Yeah. So the diligence prize was created to honor the team who did the best diligence across all companies, across all student teams, regardless of whether or not that deal was selected for an investment. We offer students the opportunity to pass on a deal, right? After they've conducted diligence, they might determine something about this deal isn't right. Um, you know, the entrepreneur isn't quite where we think they should be. The deal terms are not solid. Um, we don't have strong investors in this round. And so students are encouraged to make sort of the fair, honest assessment based on their diligence. 
This year's diligence winner, uh, the team actually did recommend an investment and our judges were really, really impressed. I remember reading the memo and my note was just, this is good diligence. (laughs) And that was sort of my, my note to myself. The student team from Columbia University put that together and they were a really, really great team. And so the um, sort of award and the benefit for due diligence is that the school receives a discount on their participation for Mint the following year. And so it's an award that directly impacts and benefits the schools and the students compared to the investment, which the winning team gets a trophy and they get bragging rights, but the investment dollars go to that winning company. And so we have these sort of two prizes that celebrate two different aspects of impact investing, the diligence, but also the investability of the deal. So who won, right? Everyone's sort of, you know, who won? How did it run? <laughs> this year's winning team, I'll start with the team, is from Said Business School at the University of Oxford. Uh, they presented a company called Sunfox Technology. Sunfox is an Indian-based medical devices company, which was founded in 2016, that leverages technology to generate simple user-friendly reports that can be used to track cardiac health outcomes in remote areas without the need for a medical specialist. So it's a handheld device similar to what an EKG does, which will allow um, you know, folks to hopefully have better medical outcomes by getting this data and passing it on to a medical specialist, hopefully um, saving lives in the long run. And something really, really special about the, the Oxford team is that they were very focused on bringing their experience uh, and connections to the global south and working in India to present a company that they felt really was making a difference. Uh, And so we're super excited about the opportunity. It was a pretty um, easy investment decision for us to to go with Sunfox. And the student team did an incredible job with the diligence. These students, I think, demonstrate sort of the tenacity of of the Mint and of our, our students in that they're original team who had done diligence on Sunfox over the course of six months, they had to change who could come to Philadelphia and present this company based on sort of travel challenges and logistics. And so only two members from a six-person team came to represent their school. And so they sort of carried this extra pressure and extra weight of can we do a good enough job? And they exceeded. They won audience choice. So they won over their peers uh, who were impressed with their presentation, with their diligence, with their ability to handle question and answer from the judges. And they impressed uh, our group of five investment committee judges as well. So Sunfox Technology, congratulations and congratulations to Said Business School and the students from the University of Oxford. And congratulations to you. Adwa Asari, the Mint Program Manager, soon-to-be Mint Program Director, for all that you've done and your successful fourth Turner Mint. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Monique. Thank you both for your support, for being judges. Uh, If there's anyone out there listening, um, you know, reach out, send an email. We're always recruiting more judges and mentors and guest speakers, just any way that we can sort of um, connect with students and make the best impact investors, you know, of tomorrow, today. So I'd love to to meet more people. And thank you both, Brian and Monique. Thank you so much, Adwa. And that's going to do it for this week's Impact Briefing. 
You can read more about the tournament and all of the stories we covered today at impactalpha.com. Thanks, as always, to our producer extraordinaire, Isaac Silk. Ready to try Impact Alpha? Sign up for Impact Alpha Open, free, directly at impactalpha.com. Want to go deeper? Grab a subscription and get full access to Impact Alpha, including the award-winning morning brief and our popular Agents of Impact calls. Just go to impactalpha.com slash subscribe and choose an annual subscription. For Monique Aiken, I'm Brian Walsh. Be sure to check back for next week's briefing. And until next time, take good care.